Hello and welcome to Love and Lordship Live. This is a special edition Thanksgiving week here in the United States. I know we have several listeners that are in other countries, so I want to acknowledge that as well. But um, here in the United States, this is a special week because we celebrate Thanksgiving. And there's a lot of wonderful things to celebrate. And Christians, is holiday, is, is Thanksgiving to be a day, a holiday, or a lifestyle? And God's word makes it very clear that we that thanksgiving and gratitude is to be a day-to-day moment-to-moment lifestyle for us as christians christ followers so we're going to talk about uh one of the greatest reasons to give thanks today before i get into that i want to remind you that you can listen to the authority of love our radio broadcast on 99.1 fm wjmm central kentucky christian radio or go to their website wjmm.com we we air every day, Monday through Friday, 11 o'clock. And then you can find those podcasts at wjmm.com as well. Click the podcast tab and then click on the Love and Worship link. And you will find, actually you'll find three links on that page and it will give you the current days and the previous two days uh, messages. So you can find it there. You can find all kinds of podcasts at loveandlordship.com. That's our website, loveandlordship.com. Or go directly to Podbean, loveandlordship.podbean.com. Or videos on loveandlordship.com or at vimeo.com forward slash loveandlordship. Now, we are wrapping up today. What an appropriate time, Thanksgiving week, to wrap up our series that we've done for a couple of months or more now uh, after we did the six-month series on the names of God, knowing and loving God, because that's our first and greatest command. And we should not compromise that for anything. Once we are doing that and growing and maturing in that, He is showing us who we are in Christ according to His Word and His Spirit and the things that we experience in life in line with His Word and His Spirit. And so that's why we've spent two months plus on our identity in Christ, who we are so we can know and love who we are in Christ in order to love others, because that's ultimately where it's shown. But if we don't follow God's order, the enemy has a lot of ammunition and territory. So after two months or so knowing who we are in Christ, we wrap up today with this title, Giving Thanks, Our Ultimate Identity in Christ. And our anchor verse is one that I'm sure listeners and Christ followers will will be familiar with, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things, the old man, the old person, have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, before I get into this any further, I want to clarify that a little bit. What many churches and pastors and teachers and leaders have allowed people to believe by leaving it at that is is failing to say what else Paul in the Holy Spirit has said and others, Peter and James and John, is that, yes, we are a new creation, but just like we were in the first creation, in the physical body, we have choices. And love demands, by God's own design, free will. So even though we are now a new creature, we still have the choices that we can make in sin, in the flesh. But we now have the Holy Spirit in us by the sacrifice and the grace and the indwelling presence of Christ and the Holy Spirit, that we can be that new person, make those different decisions, and choose to be a follower, a disciple of Christ, and a son or daughter of God. So with that said, as we celebrate Thanksgiving here in the U.S. and look forward to Christmas around the world, 
because of Christ and who we are in him, we have everything to be thankful for. Stay with me now here as we wrap up this series on our identity in Christ. And I pray you are not only thankful, but are becoming more confident and content in who you are in Christ. Loving the new self he has recreated you to be in his kingdom and for his purposes and his glory. Because I am a believer and follower, disciple of Jesus Christ, I am a personal witness to him in and through my life. That's true of every true believer. Acts 1.8 says, when he said, wait in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth. In Christ, I have been given the power. The Greek word for power that is given to all true believers in the Holy Spirit is dunamis, from where we get the word dynamite. That's powerful, right? We have that in the Holy Spirit, in and through us to shine the light of his truth and his love. These are inseparable. His truth and love cannot be separated. That's what the world needs to see. In Christ, I have been, I have been given a, a new life that should reflect in every way that he is not only my Savior, but my Lord, and his truth and love dwells in and comes through me in every motive, thought, decision, action, and relationship. Let me say that again. My life should reflect in Christ now, the Holy Spirit in me, the power the peace, the presence of the Holy Spirit, that Christ is my Lord, not just my Savior. His truth and love dwells in me and comes through me in every motive, thought, decision, action, and relationship. In this way, I am a testimony of his love and authority for others to see in every situation, in every circumstance, in every relationship that I engage or encounter with. In my home, my marriage, my family, across the street, and around the world. God is chosen because that's what love does. It builds loving relationships. So he has chosen to partner with us in that truth and love to show the world who he is. The way we think, choose, act, and relate every moment of every day reveals who's Lord of our life and reflects positively or negatively on what others see of Jesus because they see him in us if we claim that. How awesome is it that God chose us, you and me, to be a testimony of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world that doesn't know his truth and love and desperately needs them both? Do you realize your identity in him? What is your witness of Jesus Christ? Savior only and you live the way you like otherwise? That's not possible or feasible according to scripture. Do others know he is Lord of your life? When does your spouse, your children, your family, does the church family, co-workers, acquaintances, even enemies, is your life a living witness of his grace, mercy, truth, and love in and through you so others might know him as Savior and Lord? Think about this. Because God values you and me so greatly as his temple, his workmanship, a personal witness of Christ, chosen and appointed to bear his kingdom and spirit fruit, and so much more, he has called and equipped us to be salt and light in this world. Look at Matthew 5, 13 and 14. We've alluded to this before, but remember, if we're going to be his witness, his testimony to the world of his truth and love, then he says you do that through being salt and light. And you know what? Sometimes people aren't real pleased with salt and light and what they expose. 
This is one of the very first in Matthew 5, 13, and 14. And by the way, remember, at loveandlordship.com, you can see the videos, listen to the podcast, or read these articles. And in every article, this one is uh, our giving thanks, our ultimate identity in Christ. Every scripture text is linked. So you can not only read it and study it and grow in it, but you can test what I'm saying to see if it's in line with God's truth. Matthew 5, 13 and 14 about salt and light is one of the very first proclamations that Jesus made in his public ministry and what we have come to know as the Sermon on the Mount. If you doubt it, think of what those who heard him said at the end of that message. They were amazed because he spoke as one who had great authority. That's in Matthew 7, 28 and 29. You see, salt sharpens, enlivens, and preserves. Light illuminates, clarifies, and exposes. In some cases, we like salt and light, and in other, was, other cases, we don't like it. However, in both cases, God has a great and perfect purpose for us to be both salt and light to a sin-ridden, lost and dying world. Sin must be exposed, truth must be revealed, as we've talked about, and we are his witnesses to graciously make him known in both cases. Don't let your salt lose its saltiness and be good for nothing but the manure pile. That's what he tells us in another scripture, right? It's Luke 14, 20, uh, 33 and, or 34 and 35. Don't let your light, his light in you, be dimmed and extinguished. He has a great purpose for you in his kingdom. Are you salt and light to those around you? Do they see Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to the Father, John 14, 6, through your life and mine? Now, as we conclude this second series on fulfilling the greatest commands, remember Mark 12, 29 through 31, worship God alone, love him with all you are, love others as you love yourself, and that's what we're, we're working on right now and concluding in this series. As I said earlier, the first series was the names of God. Go back to October 18th on, on your Facebook if you've been following or on, on, on Love and Lordship's Facebook. And we ran through the latter part of January with nearly 75 or so names to encourage us to know and love him more and with all our being and to worship him alone. That's the first and greatest command. The second series has been our identity in Christ. And through his word, he has shown us very plainly and graciously that we are fully accepted totally secure, and of great value and significance to God in Christ and by his Holy Spirit in and through us. As we wrap up all of this, it comes together in this final assurance of our great value to him. And we go back to our anchor verse and then go from there. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, look what it says. He has reconciled us to himself. There's no other way we could do that. Our deeds aren't good enough. Never could be. They're filthy rags. Isaiah and then one of the writers in the New Testament uh, doubles down on that. But because he has reconciled us, we have an intimate, personal relationship with him. Through Christ and the Holy Spirit, he has given us this same ministry of reconciliation to share with others. First with him and then together in Christ with one another. He became sin who knew no sin so that we who were, could not be righteous in any other way became his righteousness. Think about that. God has made us a brand new creation in Christ, 
and has entrusted you, me, all believers, with the gospel of Christ so that you can minister to and help others be reconciled to him just as you are in Christ. You are made righteous in Christ and are recreated to help reconcile others to the same new creation and righteousness in him. How amazing is that? Whatever else he entrusts to us in terms of time, wealth, talents, abilities, etc., the greatest thing that he can trust us with is the eternal souls of men and women so that we point them to the reconciled relationship they can have individually and we can all have collectively in Christ and as his body, the church, with God in Christ. How absolutely incredible is that? Now, a few questions to reflect on is food for thought and for our identity in Christ. How are you doing with this great trust that God has given you as a new creation in Christ? Do you know and are you sharing him, the great reconciler, with others so they can be in an intimate, loving, personal relationship with God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to receive Christ as Savior and walk with Him as Lord. Action items, you know the first two. Read the scriptures in this article. Go to loveandlordship.com. This is giving thanks our ultimate identity in Christ. Read the scriptures in this article and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number two, write down, journal what you've learned about your identity in Christ in this post, and three and four will help you. Write down what it means for you to be a witness to Christ, salt and light of his truth and love. And then fourth, take time to meditate on and write it down as well, who you are as a new creation in him. If you've not accepted him as Savior and Lord, find someone to talk about that more and find out what that means. Let us know if you have questions or concerns. We'll walk through it with you together in the Lord and his spirit and his word. If you've got questions or need help, love and lordship is a safe place. Contact us at loveandlordship at gmail.com or text or message me or, or, or call me at 859-229-6504. And if your church group or organization would like to partner with us, we'd love to do that. We do that with many. Email, call, text, or message us here on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you and engage with you. Now, I'd ask you as we close out today and get ready for Christmas season, please continue to pray for us in this year end if we very much need your prayers above everything else, and I mean that. We've got way many more people that pray for us than give, but we do need financial support to continue this. If the Lord leads you to see this as a kingdom ministry that glorifies him and he's calling you to support us, would you follow through in obedience on that? If not, would you keep praying till he, until he shows you where he wants you to give? Because he wants not only to, to bless who you're giving to, but bless you. That's what his word says, so you can trust him in that. We reach, the, we reach thousands online every week. If each one just does something and gives as the Lord leads, he will always provide enough, and he always has. Love and Lordship's vision right there on the banner, every life and relationship built on the love and lordship of Jesus Christ and our mission, making disciples who make disciples in the love and lordship of Jesus Christ in every home, church, and beyond for his kingdom and glory. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ.